welcome to the Project Future podcast for people looking to launch and build their own amazing business with me, Rob Kerr. A few years ago, I asked myself, how can people considering starting a business be confident they are making the right decision and how can they improve their chances of success? The answer has become my book titled Project Future, Six Steps to Success as Your Own Boss, a Facebook group called the Project Future Club, where we support each other to launch and build our own amazing businesses. And this podcast, where every Tuesday, a business owner shares their story, including great tips about what to do and what not to do when launching or growing a business to empower you to make better decisions on your own journey. You'll find the show notes and transcripts at robker.co.uk. So in these uncertain times, if starting a business could be the right option for you and your family, read the book, join the Facebook group and enjoy the show. Now let's move on to this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Project Future podcast. In this episode, I have not one but two conversations with Danny Mosley. Danny's the founder of Family Feast, a home cooking business with a focus on quality and experiences. She's also mum to two secondary age school children and her husband also runs his own business. Danny takes us through how she turned her passion for cooking into a business whilst continuing to balance work with the needs of her family. She explains the options she weighed up before choosing the one that allowed her to hit the ground running whilst keeping startup costs low and how she's gone on to develop a range of delicious products and services based on her philosophy of eating quality home-cooked food and families spending quality time together. She describes how opportunities need to connect to that philosophy and her values before she'll consider taking them forwards. Danny then explains the PR she's had and how this has come about before sharing her top tips for starting and growing your business. Recorded in April 2020 during the height of the first UK lockdown, we then discuss the impact COVID has had and how she quickly adapted the business and how this helped to raise her profile. As a little bonus, we then bring things right up to date with how she's reinvented and grown the business throughout 2020, following rapidly turning an idea into reality. Let's have a listen. Danny, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. It's it's great to have you and to and to speak to you again. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's a little while since February when we when we spoke and uh, we went through, um, you know, your your story and the the great contributions that you've you've since made to the book. So um, yeah, I'm delighted to speak to you again. Thank you very much. Likewise. <laughs> so um, let's let's go a little bit into your background. So um, you know, how how did you come to start a business in the, in the first instance? Well, I had always um, loved, absolutely loved cooking. So um, I wanted to kind of find a way that I could incorporate it into making some money as well. Um, I'd been self-employed in the sense I'd been a childminder for about eight years. Um, So it'd been a long time since I'd worked for anybody. And I knew that I didn't want to go back to doing that. But I wanted to have more of a business, I suppose, rather than um, I know childminding is a business, but I wanted to do sort of every aspect of a business. So that was what gave me that idea in the first place. Okay. Um, and and a friend, also just a friend said to me, um, I already had a, an Instagram account going. And she said, why don't you document what you eat every day? Because we, we wanted some inspiration, basically. So that's how it started. 
So you set up an Instagram account and that, that started to get a following, did it? You you took that forward? Yeah, really slowly. It was a really sort of basic, um, and that was whilst I was still childminding. So that was quite a f- sort of four or five years ago that I started that. And I just really did it just um, because I enjoyed doing it. And if I could inspire the odd person along the way, then fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so so when you when you've done this, you were... You, you pivoted essentially, didn't you? You you, you went from um, from childminding um, to to teaching kids um, how yeah. how to cook, really. So um, yeah. So, but that wasn't necessarily, or was that your first idea, or how were you? How did you? Do that? No. So so I so I knew I'd had enough of the childminding, and I wanted to do something more for myself. Childminding had worked so well um, uh, with having a family, which was the main reason that I had done it, so that I could stay at home. So I knew I still wanted to stay at home, but I knew that I wanted to do something that I was a bit more passionate about. And that was either cooking or working with animals. So that was my first major decision, I guess. Um, And um, I realised that once I'd looked into both avenues, that actually it was fairly unrealistic to to try and retrain um, to become a veterinary nurse. It It would have involved a couple of years of studying again, paying tuition fees, not earning any money. And we weren't in a financial position to be able to do that. So I needed to hit the ground running and start earning some money. So that's that's kind of why, that was my pivot, if you like. That was what helped me make my decision between the two. And that's a really interesting point. And, and something that comes up a lot is, uh, you know, com- completely retraining and going into something new. Um, it, it adds risk. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot yeah. of risk to that. You know, it, it may not be what you want it to be there may not uh, be that level of enjoyment necessarily and um and and without necessarily putting a lot of preparation in um you you could be taking a a big risk both financially and and time and and also making a mistake so to yeah so to pivot as you've uh, as you did um sounds sounds like it was a a a great answer and tell me how did you start you know what was the first thing that you um, that you you did to to kind of trial your ideas and start to um, start to get in front of your audience. Well, that's a good question because that was the hardest point. It was it, it was the hardest decision was where do I start? I just I spent I spent quite some time just where do I go with this? I know I love cooking, but how can I make money? And how who am I reaching out to? What what is my target audience? The obvious one was children because of my experience with children. Um, so I, I don't know how I had the idea, but I just decided that an after school club could, could be a great way of practicing my teaching skills and getting my name out into the community. So I, um, talked to my local school, which was where my daughter was still, still at, and it was pretty straightforward and pretty easy to set up. So I started earning money straight away. And um, it sold out literally over the uh, overnight. Um, all all places had been filled, so I knew I was onto onto something. Fantastic! That's uh, that's validating your market um, straight yeah. away, isn't it? It's like what, yeah, what the, definitely. Um... Yeah, it was a good good boost of confidence as well. Yeah, absolutely. So when you when you put a product out there and you've you proved that demand, um, that's mm-hmm. it's always a good way to. Uh, to start and to and to really know that okay this is something I can I can build on um, yeah definitely excellent so how did the 
how did the first class go were you did you did you have the structure <laughs> in place or you know <laughs> yeah I mean it, it was you know it was it's easier on children isn't it you you can make a few mistakes and, and <laughs> you can get away with it because um it, it it's not as obvious and I was nervous I was really nervous the first time there was 12 new faces looking at me um we had sharp knives out we had hot pans you know it was like I don't yep. know their capabilities. I don't know their personalities. Um, but do you know what? Children love cooking. So they were eating off my hand literally within five minutes because they just wanted <laughs> to know know what to do and how they were going, what were they making? And so their yep. enthusiasm completely carried me through. And, um, you know, having spent, I would spend about a day each week at the beginning prepping for it. Um, practicing what we were cooking writing it all down in steps and now I I can literally do it in an hour and just walk into that classroom because that's what cooking is it doesn't matter if you make a mistake you learn so um so it's really evolved into a really kind of lovely thing that I really enjoy there's not a nervous bone in my body anymore when I walk into that classroom it's just the unknown isn't it to begin with the unknown is always going to make you nervous and then it becomes becomes the new way and um, you just get on with it absolutely no that's that's fantastic and how how have you taken it forwards so where you've you've started with that initial after school club um so what, what what do you have what do you have now what have you what have you built out of that so that all started about 18 months ago, maybe just less than that. And um, since then, I have realized that sort of children were my were my target market, really, to begin with. So I expanded into doing children's cookery parties where I would go to their homes and, um, you know, they'd have a party of maybe 10, 12 children and we would bake or we would cook whatever they had chosen. So they're very much bespoke little parties. Um, which proved to be really popular in my local community. Um, and where is it that from, you live? Just to oh, just to drop that I'm in. in. In East Dulwich, um, okay. near Peckham Rye. So um, it's quite a, a good community for, for, for my market, actually. Loads of families. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, so And from there, I realised that, you know, I could teach adults as well because um, I was always very passionate about helping families to eat well um so that's kind of I haven't really mentioned really that my main philosophy is 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 about um eating good home-cooked food uh in the after school club for example we don't we don't bake sweet things we we actually make proper food and it's very often vegetarian um and then once once a term we do a sweet treat at the end of each term and that and so that's filtered through to trying to help mums and dads cook home cooked healthy meals that their family will enjoy together as one instead of fish fingers for the children and whatever I can find in the freezer for the adults tonight it's about trying to bring families together to eat together to enjoy the same meal to try new things etc yeah it's a, it's a great thing and um it's it's certainly something that that we try and do as a as a family you know my my daughter's four and my, my son's one and a bit so he can he can eat just about anything now and we we do always sit down as a family uh, always where possible of course and and um and we we try to eat the same thing as well and it's uh but not everybody does it and it's it's it's, it's, no. it's a great 
it's a great thing and and um and sometimes you can get out of the habit of these things so um so yeah just just to be able to yeah to, to, to see see it done and see you know what can be done and creative with um being creative with ingredients and, and kind of making things it's um you know I, yeah. I, I think it's absolutely brilliant thank you yeah i i totally agree i just think it's something that's um if we're not careful we'll kind of die out of our traditions and um i think it's probably the most important part of the day is when you come together and eat a meal together and it might not always be the most wonderful experience but I think it's an important experience that you have together as a family and I think yep. it just keeps you united and um, it's a very strong then, base for the for the business as well sorry to to interrupt yeah no definitely I I totally agree and I you know that's my ethos if you like and I've always tried to stay stay close to that um and if any opportunity ever comes up I have to just reconnect with that value and think does it does it fit with the, with my values and um, if it does then you know it's it, it's a go-go but if it doesn't then it's not quite right for me yep and the that other things that I've also expanded into a little bit is um, I've done I now offer private dinner parties at people's houses so I've done some 50th and 40th and 70th birthday dinner parties um, where I go and cook for others at their home and I've also done um had a very very busy Christmas um offering Christmas gifts so homemade Christmas gifts for people and Christmas essential foods like Christmas puddings and um, mince meat for your mince pies and all sorts of things like that so that was that was a great busy busy month for me actually no that's amazing and was that the first time you did that in the Christmas last year yeah it was yeah. the first time I, I did it and I was absolutely overwhelmed with the uptake <laughs> from it It was all via my Instagram account so um and, and also from you know the the reputation that I had built up in the community by then yep. so um it was it was again it was a lovely affirmation of I can do this people actually want what I have to offer yeah absolutely and I, I think you know it's you know personalized things are are lovely you know and people yeah you know really like them and so I'm, I'm i'm not too far from you as as you know and uh yeah so we, we've both used the a ceramic cafe that we have uh oh yes. the road yeah where, where, where yeah we've made, Punk me up. Know, that's it yeah where we've uh mm -hmm. you know we've we try and make you know personalized baubles and and things each christmas and mm -hmm. various other times of the year you know let let us also go in and, and and make stuff for family members and yeah you you can't be a a personal touch and no, something i think deep. so so uh, there's a lot yeah. more thought that's gone into it isn't there especially if it's delicious at the end of it so. <laughs> <laughs> always a bonus <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that's amazing we were in the in the green room beforehand we were just talking about um you know because we're recording this um during the during the corona crisis so um, yeah you know, what you've what you've done in terms of you know because clearly you can't see people um at the moment and, and no, do all of these things right. in your, your general business so how have you um you you adapted and, and kind of reinvented some of your your products at the moment well so now i have um because i can't as you say get to people i've asked them to come to me virtually um so i'm running a live free cook along um for children and families uh once a week every tuesday um so that these these youngsters can cook their lunch along with me live um, and uh, cook it for their family as well if they if they really want to. But yep. I just do a portion for one child to cook uh, so that they really own it. 
and then they sit down at the end of it and they've got their delicious plate of egg fried rice with peas and spring onions Brilliant. and we've done sweet potato fritters and we've done um, spaghetti with lots of garlicky chili greens to go with it um, so it's been great it's been really nice the best bit about it is that I don't actually have to hear them they can just hear me <laughs> so I've had about 80 families cooking with me and wow god knows what's going on the other side you know if there's all this kind of noise and bickering but it's all very calm and serene in my kitchen um, and it's been great it's received really good feedback it's just kind of what else can you do during lockdown? You know, if you can't yeah. help someone, then um, and and it's also good to raise my profile. I've yes, I've indeed. had a lot of new followers as a result of it, um, and the next step will will potentially be to offer some grown up um, workshops, cooking workshops via um, like virtual app as well. So that's kind of where I'm going now, depending on how long this lasts, I guess. Well, that's amazing, and it, it you know it, it might be too too soon to say, but you know, do you think these are things that you'll keep going after after lockdown? Do you know what? I think I probably will because it will expand um, my uh, target, my market. Because at the moment, all my um, all my target market is local, is my local community for parties and supper parties and cooking lessons. So if there's people in Scotland, because I know, for example, when I was doing my Christmas cooking. Um, that I sent up, I sent deliveries all around the country. Um, yep. So, so why can't I do cooking workshops around the country? So, Absolutely. yeah, it has. It's, it's kind of yeah. yeah, exactly. It's changed the way that I've I've thought about the business uh, for a good for a good reason, and also it's it has raised my profile in my local community. So, um, yes. there's lots more children who know who I am, lots more families who know who I am, and at the end of all this at the end you know when all the cooking um classes are, are done and they're back at school then they'll know that I'm available the, the the next time they have a birthday they might actually think we'd love to have her in our house and um do a cooking party for my child so I think some good will come of it no oh, that's fantastic and uh, I say one of the things that I've I've been doing um, during the lockdown is I've been trying to, you know, learn new skills and try to expand and, you know, public speaking yeah. is, is one area that I'm, I'm weaker on than I, I'd like to be. And, you know, I, I'd uh -huh. like to get stronger as the, as the year goes on. So I've, I've joined a, um, a meetup group uh, that I found on, on meetup.com. And although they're a local yeah. group um, based in Beckenham, you know, they've. Um, uh, yeah. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. That's right. And they've, they've moved on to zoom and um, you know, they're, they're getting, um, people from different clubs joining and um, people that have moved away from the area that are no longer able to physically join, you know, revisiting. So, um, you know, I, I expect that most of their classes will go will go back to being physical, you know, meetups. But, yeah. um, but you know, this has kind of shown us another side and and and, yeah. and, and the opportunity to, if not have a full time, you know, online business, that how it can mm -hmm. be kind of hybrid and 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 how some products can be used um online and i i think it's fantastic what you've done and how you've you've seized that opportunity and uh mm. and been able to you know help people outside of the outside the local area as well 
Yeah, it's just not. I, I've really enjoyed it as well. You know, it keeps yep. it's something else to to focus on during this time as well. It, yep. it, it it keeps me really motivated thinking about what am I going to do with them next week and how can I get more people to join me. So uh, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Fantastic. And um, and just to say, so all the links to, um, to to Danny's sites and where you can find Danny will be um, in the show notes uh, at the end of the show. So we'll um, we, we can go through those. Um, you'll go through those off offline just for the listeners there. Um, Great. So, Danny, just going back to your values and, and your lifestyle and, and, and such mm-hmm. things. So um, how is it that, you know, since you've you've you pivoted into, the, into this space, how has that um you know changed what what is your 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 family set up and how you um how you you go about your day you know what what values were really key to you in in creating a business of this type well my absolute priority was um that I could still remain at home full-time for my children uh so that was the absolute key to uh working out what business I was going to create because I'd always been there for them. Um, they're now 13 and 11. And actually, I know that people say they don't need you as much as they're getting older. But in some ways, I think those teenage years are the most important years to be hovering in the background, at least. Um, I think emotionally, they need more support than ever. So that, um, that was my main focus. And so my husband also is self-employed. Um, he uh, has been for longer than I have, and he sort of passed away for me, really. Um, so between us, we are always, always able to do the school run, go to that assembly that, that we might need to, um, go to that parents' meeting, pick, pick the child, children up at Harpers 3. So that, that, that was what it was all about. It was quality, quality family time. Um, that inspired me to do it yeah that's that's fantastic and it's as as you know I think you know both my wife and I are um, are also self-employed and our our working hours are you know irregular Um, you know I think certainly you know we well we've got the kids at home at the moment uh, more you know we're kind of tag teaming and you know doing doing bits and pieces as we do but as soon as the kids go to bed in the evening my wife especially spends a lot of time working between kind yeah. of 8, 8 p.m to midnight type type time frame and um yeah but but, but we really work to our uh, you know it's to when we when we have to in order to, yeah. to to be be there for the kids and for when works for us as well so i i, I empathize with you there and uh yeah you know, i think it's just really important personally for me to to, to, to be that kind of parent so yep and and it's and you're always switched on of course as a yeah <laughs> as, a, as yeah. a business owner you know there's never there's never downtime but I, no. I think it's it's often about you know wanting to do things rather than having to um I think that's, that's the key right. it's, it's a key that's thing exactly a, right that's mm. exactly right yeah and and also the nature of my business is that most of my um work is uh evenings and weekends yep so therefore my partner's always around then so yeah uh, it yep. works well in that sense as well because he's more of a nine-to-five boy yeah fantastic so you've got that you've got that natural balance in the in the family um, yeah exactly so, yeah. Uh, that's brilliant so moving on a bit um so i know you know i, I came across you uh firstly back in uh back in january when i saw an article that you did for the um for the telegraph and um so i'd, I'd love to speak with you about um about pr and and, and getting into the press so how have you um well, what what PR have you had, um, and and how did you get it? 
Okay, well, I started um, by just writing to my local um, newspaper, which was the Dulwich Diverter, and just seeing, because I knew I couldn't really afford to um, advertise, because uh, for me, the key was just keeping my my costs down to an absolute minimum. Um, So I thought, how can I still get some exposure? So I, I just thought, perfect, I can write a recipe for them and see if they want to put it in their paper it won't cost me anything and I'll get you know a page spread and amazingly they took me up on the offer so that was my first publication um and then um I did exactly the same with the co-op food magazine which is in every single co-op nationwide every month and again I was delighted they said yes please so I gave them a different recipe and I did I did knock on other doors as well um many of which got completely ignored and others very politely turned down so I I just went through all the food magazines um I then was approached by BBC Good Food which is my favorite food publication (laughs) so I was absolutely thrilled because they said could we please publish your recipe um, so that went out in, I think it was August of, oh, it must have been, I don't know, I can't remember which year it was, it must have been 2018, August 2018 that that was published. Um, and I think finally the Daily Telegraph approached us because um, it was quite unusual uh, to have two members of the same family both self-employed, so they were interested in writing an article about that, so... So, yes, some, I, I worked for some of it and um, a couple of them landed on my lap, which was rather fortunate. That's amazing. And I, I love the balance there. So where you've you've started local uh, with the, the local newspaper and, you know, having mm. having, it, you know, learned the process, I guess, of, of you know, of how um, of, of what works in terms of you know, getting in touch and, and what to offer that um, yeah. that the press will find a value and then going out to a, a nationwide one. I think that's a, that's a really good lesson for people out there that haven't necessarily um, done any PR and, and, you know, gone, you know, you don't necessarily have to have to have to go big straight away. There's there's um, with everything. Definitely I think getting, not. Yeah. But then that's giving you the confidence and the, the clarity in how to how to approach it to take it forwards. Yeah, and I think it was just, you know, it was more realistic to go local. And actually, my target yep. audience was my local community. So it was far more effective in, in many ways than, than a huge publication because nationwide people reading the Daily Telegraph, they can't then employ me to cook uh, for them because they live in Scotland or wherever, you know. So yep. actually, the local stuff was was very helpful for me. Absolutely, but maybe they will be able to going forwards with more of the online. Maybe they will. Online aspect. Exactly. So, so there you go. There's a there's a big market now. <laughs> yeah. So, brilliant. Okay. Let's. Um, so at the end of the show, we we always ask these uh, these four questions uh, for for everybody. So um, so what's the one best piece of advice uh, that you'd give to someone considering starting their own business? Uh, well, I think the best advice I was given, and I will completely reiterate that um, because that's what's made it work for me, was three three things, I guess. First of all was keeping my costs down to an absolute minimum. I had no setup costs whatsoever um, because then whatever you make goes into your pocket. If you've got to start paying rent for an office and or a kitchen in my case, then you know, you're, not, you're suddenly just not making a profit. 
Um, the other thing that I would always advise is that you grow organically um, and you just you just see where it takes you. Um, and you do that by exploring every single opportunity that come, comes your way and seeing, as I said earlier, if it, if, it, if it fits with your values, explore it further. If it doesn't, um, then maybe that's not the right opportunity for you. But I just think you have to explore every opportunity. You never know where that's going to take you. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really good point. I think being open to open to opportunities is is, is is a key thing to be successful as your own boss. And mm-hmm. but then be, being able to, you know, filter through them and, you know, some things might be a great opportunity, but they might not necessarily be a great opportunity for you um, yeah. and be be true to your business and your and your ethos yeah. and um, and the, the, the kind of vision that you have for it. So it's yeah. uh, um, being able to, to work those out and, and, and take it forwards, I think, is, uh, mm-hmm. is, is, is a great skill and, and one to be aware of. So, no, that's that's mm-hmm. a fantastic answer um, and really helpful for people, I'm sure. Um, um, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you started? I think just not to be so afraid to do it. I think that's the, the, the main thing I've learned. Um, I think the hardest thing, as I said, was, was where to start. But I think I think the main thing I've learned is is just to go for it. You know, what's the worst thing that can happen if you're keeping your costs to an absolute minimum? You've just got to try. You've just got to you've got to be brave. No, that's it. And I think the in that circumstance, you know, the investment is time, isn't it? It's um, mm-hmm. exactly. it's more than that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, and and time is. Um, it's not always available, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but there's yeah. there's there are opportunities to you know to instead of um watch a film or something to to spend a couple of hours in the evening trying something new or learning a new skill or um yeah. you know playing with a playing with a new a new tool or something that that will potentially then allow a foundation to mm-hmm. to, to grow so and that's exactly what I did I started with a nutrition course um in the evenings because you know I thought if I'm going to be teaching people I I ought to uh, have a, a formal accreditation to my name so yeah yeah and then that would have given you clarity i'm sure around structure of how how these things go so there's uh there's many different ways to to take things from from something like that on top of the on top of the qualification that goes with it so yeah that's right and um so what resource whether it be a book or a website or something would you recommend um for those at the start of their journey well, do you know what, Rob? I didn't actually have any books or websites. Um, what I did have was the experience of other people that I knew okay. um, that had started their own business. There wasn't actually anything that I can remember or specifically used um, in terms of literature or, or webs. So, yeah, but I did speak to, I'm lucky enough to have quite a few close friends, including my husband, um, who had done this. So they yep. were, their advice was invaluable. Well, people are resources too, <laughs> and yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, I, I think that's I think that's key. Um, I mm. think certainly, you know, as as I've kind of pivoted into the, pivoted into this space, the you know, seeing others that are in a similar space and and, and learning from them and looking at their structure, um, mm-hmm. I, I think is, is is key. You know, so uh, yeah. so yeah, I think the personal personal experiences are just as good um, as yeah. and are you know finely in balance depending on the type of business that it is that. Um, that, that you're looking to create you know so that's mm-hmm. uh yeah there's that, that's a very strong answer as well I, I think there's um I think speaking with people you know always helps to kind of validate or you know or invalidate mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes thinking yeah so, 
Okay, and finally then, uh, who would you recommend as a guest uh, on a, a future episode of the show? I would recommend a few people. Um, I would recommend my amazing cousin who has uh, also a startup company called Star Grazing Company, which you'll find on Instagram as well. And she she's amazing. <laughs> she is What's her just, name? It's, she's called India. Um, and she, her company is Star Grazing Company. So again, it's catering and she's evolved and evolved and evolved over the period. She's just had her first year anniversary and she hit the ground running. She is savvy. She is driven. She is bright. She is lovely. She's got everything that she she needed, really. And um, she's killing it. Um, she, <laughs> she's absolutely I, she's an inspiration to me. She's probably half my age. Yeah. Um, and she's just brilliant um she offers huge like platters of food i mean go and have a look at her her instagram and your visual the visual is 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 spectacular um and she's evolving her business even through this period of lockdown she's now savvy enough to still be offering a lockdown platter now and all sorts of things contactless delivery and um yeah, she's an inspiration. Honestly, she is. And the other person I would recommend would be my husband, I have to say, because he has built a very successful business from absolute scratch under very difficult circumstances, having been made redundant from his um, previous employment. And he was brave and driven and he's brilliant. So he has uh, he his own model agency called Present Model Management. So he's another one too. Um, be inspired by fantastic thank you uh two two great suggestions and uh, i hope to hope to have them both on the on the show soon so uh great. fantastic so danny it's been an absolute pleasure uh talking with you here i think it's um it's been great fun and i think there's, thanks, there's a huge amount of value that you've you've added and uh yeah thanks very much for your time thank you thank you very much as well i'll speak to you soon i hope thanks cheers bye-bye okay yeah bye and that's where we left it for seven months. I thought it wouldn't be fair to publish this episode without finding out what happened next. So here's a little bonus to bring us right up to date. Hi, Danny. Great to speak to you again. Hi, Rob. It's, uh, it's been a while. It's been seven months uh, since, since we last spoke. And we were in a position in, in the middle of the first lockdown uh, when you were, you, you'd launched your virtual lunchtime cook-alongs for, for children and you were thinking about uh, doing some workshops for, for adults, um, virtual ones, of course. So I'd, I'd love to hear what you've been up to since, really. So, yeah, so that's exactly what I did do. I launched my um, adult cook-alongs as well every Thursday evening. So, um, you know, I had two classes going each week and they were just as successful as... Um, the ch children's and family ones so that was great that was another kind of real confirmation that I was what I was doing was right um and I continued those on until the beginning of the summer holidays because I felt that I didn't want to be time tabled during the summer holidays um and I and I, I didn't think that families would either so it kind of came to a natural end yeah these things do don't they yeah and I started to get really busy with other things then so um that was perfect really okay so tell me more what 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 happened what did you get busy with 
What did I get busy with? Well, um, I decided, uh, had a few ideas and sort of about doing picnics because I was looking at, you know, what, what were people doing at the moment and what, what, what was the market? Um, everybody was eating outside. The weather was still glorious. Um, but I sort of just didn't feel right about some of the ideas that I had. I, they were too much of a financial investment um, to get them up and running. So I then um, had the idea, you know, looked at the calendar, what's coming up? Ah, Father's Day is on Sunday. So this is the Monday before. And I just suddenly thought, why didn't I offer an afternoon tea for families to come and collect from me? Um, it was all going to be sort of visually very beautiful. So it was it was offering them an experience, not just some um, scones in a bag. Um, the whole thing was going to be decorated with flowers, little napkins lining the boxes, etc. So I went for it. Um, I dashed off to the shops and I cooked up everything that I wanted to offer and um, photographed it all that afternoon and launched it that night. So on the Monday night, I popped it up onto my Instagram account and I had um, suddenly about 40 people to cook for that Sunday. Wow, that, that's, <laughs> in, that's incredible. So within literally a few hours, you've, you've had an idea, dashed to the supermarket, mocked up what the product looks like and started selling. Yeah, it just felt really right. And it was confirmed yeah. really quickly with the amount of orders. And again, I, I'm always surprised that people actually want to buy my things, but they really did. And it was mm -hmm. brilliant. And I loved every minute of it. And I started at about 4am on Sunday morning and uh, I had lots of happy families. And um, yeah, it was great. And, I, and I, it just went from there, basically. That was my starting point. That's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And 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 what happened after Father's Day? So well, next? then people started to ask, you know, oh, could you do the same for me for my husband's birthday or for my wedding anniversary or for my child's sixth birthday? So it just it just trickled, continued to sort of trickle in the orders. And then I thought I'm onto something here. So I started to advertise it on the local Facebook, like Mum's East Dulwich Facebook group and Crystal Palace and all our sort of surrounding little villages, if you like. Yep. And uh, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm now at a point where... Um, I have I'm cooking every day for for people, um, which is brilliant. And then also actually, uh, which I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but a local nursery school um, approached a really good friend of mine who's a chef, and asked her if she would cook lunch for them every day. Um, and she said, oh, I can't do that on my own because she's got other commitments as well. But she asked me to split it with her, so I've okay. now got a regular weekly. Um, job there where I cook for like about 20 preschool children hot lunches um two or three days a week well I don't think they know how lucky they are <laughs> honestly I agree I have to agree Rob. they get such good food it's mostly plant-based and it's so healthy and we always have the same you know I cook for us at the same time and it's mostly pretty delicious even if I say so myself no, absolutely. You're perfectly entitled to do so. So, but no, that's that's fantastic to hear how you've you've taken the the, the one-off event, the calendar event, like like Father's Day, mm -hmm. and then been able to keep the momentum and and indeed push forwards um, beyond that uh, in, yeah. in, into into people's calendars uh, yeah. rather than the kind of national calendar, if you like. So, yeah, that's exactly right. It's people's calendars, and 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 I also. Um, 
also was doing sort of Indian supper parties before lockdown. And I thought, actually, why can't I do that as a takeaway, bespoke takeaway service as well, which, again, you know, lots of people are still wanting to celebrate. Um, and this just makes it a bit more special for them. Yeah, no, it, it is. And, and I, I love your focus on, on quality. As I say the differentiation mm. of, a, of a business. Of course, there's this price, convenience and quality and, yeah. and the way that everything that you, you, you look at is, is of the quality. And it's about that experience, isn't it? In yeah. terms of how, you know, it's, it's more than the, more than the food. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's so great to see and to hear and to, and, and, and very heartening, you know, with the year that we've had that, uh, that you've been able to grow your business in, in, in this way. So, yeah. um, so, so what's next for you? Next um, is Christmas. <laughs> so yep. the John Lewis advert is officially out. So that meant I could launch my Christmas um, bonanza, if you like. So last night I did exactly that. And um, yeah, already taken lots of orders, which is really exciting. In fact, one Christmas pudding is going all the way to Washington. So no way. Cra- yeah, as crazy as that is, I'm <laughs> delighted that people want my food because I've decided last year I didn't uh, do postal um a postal service I just did my local community for the Christmas stuff and I thought why not you know I've I can do that it's all it's all I can package it all up and just pop it in the post and yeah um so I've got you know orders going off nationwide as well as um as to the states this year so that's really exciting as well it is absolutely and and uh, I guess it's you know watch this space in terms of physical events at the moment clearly we can't do them at the moment yeah, I think we'll just continue to evolve as I have and um, continue to watch what the market needs and wants. Um, at the moment, what I'm doing is 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 very suited to our current living conditions. Yep. Um, but once, if we ever get back to some sort of normality, it will change again, I'm sure. And um, I'll be keeping an eye on it, definitely. Absolutely. No, that's that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for providing us that update. And, You're uh, so yeah. welcome. It's lovely to speak to you again. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Okay, take care. How brilliant was that? Thanks to Danny for sitting down with me twice and sharing not only the history of her business, but how she's adapted and evolved it during the bizarre year that has been 2020. To find out more, Danny regularly posts on Instagram at family underscore feast, and you can see more about her services or even order your own at familyfeastlondon.com. Danny's also a contributor to my book, Project Future, which is available now for pre-order from all good booksellers before launching on the 5th of January, 2021. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback and please share this with anyone you think will enjoy it and get value from the conversation. Until next time, keep launching and building those amazing businesses that give you satisfaction and balance.